The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This episode is sponsored by UnityVillage.org. Songwriter Karen Drucker returns to Unity Village with A Woman's Time Out Retreat, September 19th to 22nd. Learn more at UnityVillage.org forward slash events calendar. Practical Spirituality Positive Messages This is Unity Online Radio The Voice of an Awakening World Fascinating interviews and compelling conversations Be Present, The Diane Ray Show Hello everybody, thank you for joining me for the show today I'm Diane Ray, uh, talking to you from a very rainy and gray San Diego, but we're loving it. Believe me, we're loving the rain here. And it's so funny because it never rains in Southern California. And when it does, uh, people just flip out. <laughs> they, they love it. You know, they're, they're so excited. So I'm enjoying it. And I'm looking forward to my conversation here today. So a lot of my friends, I don't know if it's like being this at this time of your life, you know, that you think about wanting to have a stronger connection to the divine. And you may be thinking about this too. You might like uh, a stronger connection. Maybe you've felt disconnected over the past few years, you know, going through life uh, can, can kind of pull you away. So you might be yearning for that, or you might like to work with others to help them heal through divine connection. So if any of those things sound attractive to you, definitely stick around. We're going to explore these ideas today and how you can work with people by becoming a spiritual director in your community. And my guest today is Sister Mary Colleen Schwartz, and she's the director of the Global Online Program at Bennett Hill Monastery in, in Colorado Springs. And she's been working with people in spiritual direction since 2007. And Sister Colleen has led over 100 online courses, and her vision has resulted in many people around the globe who have experienced personal transformation through a deeper knowledge of the divine and of self. So if you're ready to take the next step on your spiritual journey, this could be it. So I'm happy to dive into this today, and I'm welcoming Sister Colleen to the show. So thanks for joining us. It's my pleasure, Diane. Well, I'm really glad we could talk about this because I know a lot of people that listen to Unity Radio and just a a lot of my friends in general. And and like I said earlier, I don't know if it's just getting older. You know, we're we're facing our mortality, but we're wanting that connection. People are really yearning for it. You know, maybe you didn't grow up with a a spiritual tradition um, or the tradition that you did grow up with doesn't resonate with you and you're looking for something. So I think that what we're talking about today is going to really ring true for a lot of people. But I wanted to find out, first of all, so what do you mean by become a spiritual director? What does that actually mean? Uh, a spiritual director, um, I don't appreciate the word director or direction because it, it indicates that these are a set of rules and then you have to follow them. But for me, it's companioning with an individual. And what we do is we we listen deeply to their story and hold it in reverence and listen to where we see the divine in their life. 
Uh, many times uh, we can't see that ourselves. We need others to point that out, that the divine is within us and uh, with us in every moment of the day. That's interesting. So rather than being called a spiritual director, you would rather it be called a spiritual companion. Correct. Mm-hmm. I would. And so if we, someone's interested in, in doing this, what, what kind of person would want to take this course? Would it be someone like I described earlier who would be attracted to doing this kind of work? Yes, someone uh, who really has a deep, not a deep understanding, but an appreciation for uh, spirituality, you know, and wanting to discover the truth within themselves and uh, that self-awareness that it takes uh, and seeking also something to belong to, a deeper meaning in life. Uh, and also to de desire a deeper union with the divine, but with others. That deep sense of belonging and meaning calls us into this, this spiritual path of a holistic healing. And it's something that's so needed, I would think, especially as deeply divided as we seem to be right now to open ourselves up to other people can kind of be a challenge. So I think we Correct. really need this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and one of the Benedictine values is uh, hospitality. I think if you look up uh, Benedictine spirituality, that's the first thing that, that pops up. And it is in, hospitality is important because that means I recognize the divine within your heart and therefore this is holy ground and I'm going to listen differently. I'm going to be more attentive to your heart and to you, to who you are at that moment without judgment or being critical. Therefore I can dialogue with you. And the important thing with the program is that hospitality, if I couldn't interject that within the program, I wouldn't do it. So there's a lot of real time connection with the students. Um, they are assigned a companion for the entire two years that reads their reflection papers and kind of walks with them and giving them spiritual nudges. Um, and so that's a key element. Plus we have uh, twice uh, a month, we get together as a whole all of the students, and we talk about various um, questions that help us integrate the material that we are learning. So it's always leading to wholeheartedness or the capability of loving the divine self and others. So going through this course, how would you apply it in in real life as far as in a profession or current job like for example sure. if you were a, a school teacher then you might benefit mm -hmm. from this or a therapist or something like that you know what i mean so would, sure, would those I people be attracted uh, to take the course yes uh because what it does it really you become more grounded in who you are and so you uh, allowing you then to hear more accurately the one, um, the other, you can hear more accurately the other. So if you're a teacher, you can listen deeper to what the students are saying. And when I mean deeper, 
there's an attentiveness to what that child is saying because there's always is a deeper meaning underneath that. There is another question underneath the surface one. And that compassion or that hospitality or reverence allows you to connect and then you can dialogue without criticism or judgment. It allows you to be uh, compassionate and have deep uh, empathy. And I think listening is a skill uh, that needs to be brought back into our world so that we can truly dialogue uh, with one another. Oh, I agree. That's true. A lot of people just need to be taught to listen, you know, in general. Correct. Now, mm -hmm. I want people to know that, you know, Bennett Hill Monastery is a, a Benedictine community, but that anybody can take this course, you know, regardless of their religious affiliation. Um, you know, you don't have to be Catholic, right, to, to take no. the course. No. And so could you, you just explain... A little bit, though, what like what is a Benedictine community? I'm I'm just curious. A Benedictine community uh, is a group of women that uh, live together uh, under the rule of Saint Benedict, uh, and we we pray together, um, and we truly believe in community. You can Benedict calls us. You cannot live life alone that you need others. So each one of my sisters in our daily living brings me to Christ. I have to listen to her wisdom and integrate that into my life so that I can live out uh, the Benedictine spirituality. And it really resolves around uh, seven key elements. Uh, uh, seven key Benedictine values, I should say. And one of them I already, Diane, mentioned to you earlier, which is that hospitality, that ability to open, keep your heart open to the other uh, so that you can be a conduit of love. The other one I mentioned too is community where we pray and uh, we eat together and live together. And humility, uh, living uh, in family, uh, does you know community can be uh, defined in many different ways, but as far as a Benedictine, we call each other to our authentic self, uh, and that's called humility, not less than, but who am I authentically before the divine? Who is that person? And to accept that part of self. And then reverence, that deep reverence uh, that we attempt to show to everybody. We're very, very human and we fail miserably, but we always get back up. But to call and see that Christ uh, in the other. Uh, we have a great uh, uh, love for the earth uh, and, and a, uh, a keen mind for uh, stewardship. Also, uh, discernment is a way of a Benedictine. Uh, and by discernment, uh, I can define that as many times we problem solve, but in that uh, process of problem solving, we don't enter in reflection, meditation, prayer, uh, to help filter what is the answer that the divine wants me to move toward. 
uh, I think that's an important uh, distinction. And then once again, it's it, Diane, it's, it's the ability to look at pieces of your story and go, you know, that wasn't so cool. How can I learn from the blessing within that failure and move forward in my spirituality? And those seven pillars really anchor us as uh, Benedictines and uh, living out that spirituality. And and embracing all of that is our deep desire for peace uh, and to live a non-violent contemplative life. Um, that's uh, us in a nutshell. That, well, that sounds really beautiful. I love that. And especially being a conduit of love. That, that is so great. It just gives me such a, a nice kind of visual um, mm -hmm. like plugging into the into the socket kind of thing, right, <laughs> plugging right. into the wall. Um, mm -hmm. I love that. And, and by contemplative, so, you know, I guess it would take a lot of courage to really look within and, and be honest with yourself, right? And, and peel Correct. back all the layers, you know, the good and the bad. Correct. Uh, and that's why we companion with you, because left alone, you would not do that. Right. You would you always, would your ego would take over and indicate how great thou art. Um, and there's very <laughs> little growth <laughs> in, right. in that aspect. Yeah. But I do want to stress, though, that you you do welcome everyone. Yes. You know, of, of any affiliation. So you could be Muslim, Jewish, uh, it whatever. It does not matter. Uh, I don't define your God or your divine for you. Um, mm -hmm. that's, we embrace all, we're inclusive and diverse, and everybody has a piece of the wisdom, and we want to hear all of that and hold it in reverence and love. Therefore, we can dialogue and move together in life as one. I love that. Now, on the website, there's a lot of great information, and I urge people to head over there and check it out. It's Bennett Hill Monastery. That's Bennett with one N. B-E-N-E-T, hillmonastery.org, and you can find out more about the program. So as I was poking around on the site and, and reading about what was going on, um, it, it struck me that you said uh, the spiritual direction is a holistic healing ministry. Mm -hmm. And and right. by that healing, you mean uh, body, mind, body, and soul, right? So, I mean, could you really, and could you maybe experience a, you know, a physical healing as well? Correct. Have you ever, it's have mind, you ever seen that? Uh, you know, it's mind, body, spirit, and heart. Um, and heart, too. And heart. That's the holistic profile. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, healing occurs physically. Uh, it can occur in relationships. Um, you know, you look at a situation in a different perspective, different lens, a contemplative lens, and you begin to respond in life and you don't react. And that's uh, a key uh, to help you um, open your heart uh, to the program and to anyone um, in the program because of the their divine connection uh, is not unique. We all have that in common. So there's common ground within everyone's story. Well, I wanted to ask you about, you know, different people's stories and their mm -hmm. their differences and, and commonalities, because I was reading on the site, people come from all over the world, from all different mm -hmm. walks of life and different stripes and, mm -hmm. you know, 
everybody okay. to take this course. And you've had people from, you know, different countries, Australia. And I was just curious, you know, what differences have you noticed in people or, or maybe not so much? Like, for example, are people in the States more focused on a different outcome from the course than maybe someone from Australia or another country? Uh, it's an interesting question, Diane, and we're all alike. Uh, it, it does not matter um, where you're located on the globe. It goes back once again to um, how you experience yourself in life and with others. That seems to be a key element uh, that all the students have. I notice uh, in the first uh, uh, educational module that I give to the students, uh, I made the mistake, I didn't correct myself when I said the Amer I, there's a talk that I give on monastic heart versus the American heart. And my dear friends in Australia emailed back and she said, you really should save the world. <laughs> and I went, right. oh, okay, I, I will do that. Um, so it's, we have more in common than we, than we really do that is different. Well, that's really nice to hear. <laughs> I, I mean, I suspect that to be true, although sometimes mm -hmm. you, you might not believe that. Mm -hmm. But, it, but right. in your experience, so when people say, and some some listeners would maybe think, oh, that's kind of woo-woo, you know, if you say, yeah. oh, we're, we're all one. Right. It, but, mm -hmm. but in your opinion, we are. Isn't that right? Correct. We are, we are one. Yeah. We are one. Uh, and in the beginning, you know, it takes that first year of sifting and discerning and looking at all aspects of your life um, to come to that conclusion. Uh, because we do this together. And so the students see each other, they share their own knowledge and wisdom with one another. And in that bonding, that belonging, they begin then to open up to be vulnerable and transparent. And that's what I'm calling each and every one of them to, because that gets you to that heart space where spiritual growth can take place. And it's the hardest, as uh, I'm sure all of us probably know Brene Brown and her work with vulnerability. Uh, and we use her book, Daring Greatly. It's essential and it's the hardest thing as humans um, to embrace. We want to run away from it, uh, like we have secrets to hide. And students realize there really are no secrets. It's just that the other person has lived them too. You know, so it's it, we're really in all of this together and there isn't anything really to fear, but to love well right. and love fully. And her work is so amazing, um, Brene Brown, yeah. and I love what yeah. she says about, you know, strength in, in vulnerability, and mm -hmm. there there can really be strength in that. I, I had an experience uh, in a job situation where someone just that I really couldn't stand, like, did not get along <laughs> with this person, and finally just, yeah. like, the the effort of me not liking this person just became such a burden. I finally went to her, and I'm like, look, let's just, you know... I, I was being vulnerable. I go, look, let's just try to get along here and and work through this issue. And and we were able to make some headway, you know, and, and even though it was hard for me to do that because I didn't want to let down that guard of, 
oh, I really can't right. stand this person, you know, <laughs> but it, uh, it, there is a strength in that, you know, when you experience yeah. it. And, and I came away from that, um, you know, that thinking, wow, you know, I, I should have done that a long time ago. I would have saved all this effort and time and energy I put into hating this person, you know, so right, it really right. it takes it takes mm -hmm. more effort to feel that way than it does to try to open up and, and be vulnerable. But you, you do have to learn that. So I want to um, just talk for a minute while we have time in, in this segment, sure. and we're going to take just a short break uh, about, you know, the actual kind of a little bit of the nuts and bolts of, you know, what you have to do, like what people can expect when they take the program, because I was reading some of the testimonials from past participants, and people mm -hmm. just call this life changing, like they're, they're transformed after doing this. So, you know, it's a two, it's a two year commitment that you're going through and, and it is, mm -hmm. it is work. So you have to be prepared to really do the work. So what are some of the things that you'll be expected to do when, when you go into the course? Well, first thing, um, uh, what happens is that, uh, every month you will receive, uh, an instructional module and we have eight uh, months and so therefore we have eight different topics uh, and obviously we have uh, textbooks and certain things that you have to read but what makes this program unique is that heart aspect once you have complied to all the instructions within the module what we're asking you to do is just leave it behind and pray and be with this material meditate whatever form you want uh, to take, but take reflective time. And that allows you then to respond to that heart space. It's like you, Diane, with that individual and being vulnerable and transparency, that leads to transformation. You learn something about yourself. It was a heart response, not a head response. And that's the conversion that the students will experience if they're committed to looking within themselves and desiring uh, transformation and conversion with others. And I think did I might have misspoke I said it was a two year program. Is that wrong? Right. And I think it's no, no, eight months. that is correct. The first oh, it is. Uh, the okay. second year is devoted to uh, actual uh, spiritual direction skills. Uh, and so we do uh, also, they have a spiritual director at that time, a student spiritual director, and then we do uh, supervision uh, with them that second year. So it's really the nuts and bolts of sitting with someone else and what that is all about. Now, that's interesting to me because that's a commitment to uh, that relationship that you're you know, you're entering in through the program, you're going to be working closely with somebody. And, Correct. and how does that work out? I mean, I bet that would be, that's got to be transformative for both parties, of course, you know, to be in, in that, in that relationship. That That's really interesting, because I've never taken a course like that. But it's countercultural. Where in your life do you uh, take time to sit down for an hour and just listen to someone else? Well, not unless I was their therapist and they paid me That's to right. do it, <laughs> you know, or if I was paying yeah. someone else to be my therapist, you know, right. that would right. be it's different. It's just listening to their story through your heart space and creating that spaciousness and that safety to allow them to say anything. 
that's and I bet some of uh, and the stories are probably really powerful, right? That that come out of this correct. relationship. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They are. They they are uh, transformative, not only for uh, the person we're listening to, but also uh, to the one that's listening, because this is the work of the divine, and we're just a vehicle. The spiritual directory is to listen intently to their story of the divine and not changing it, not doing, just holding it in love and listening, which is not done this day and age. And when you can do that, it excites the other, it gives them confidence and they begin to see God in everything. And that's the beauty of the work. It's very humbling work. Um, but it's like sitting down on the bench with, I'm going to use Jesus as an example, and just watching him work. It's just, it just makes me at times just weep. Um, the amount of uh, love and connection that they begin to feel, and it brings about a different meaning in their life, a deeper sense of belonging, and it allows them to love more fully, love themselves, their family, you know, their church community. Um, it's, it's just a wonderful, uh, reverent uh, process. So has anyone ever come in and just said, you know, I just feel this empty hole and there there is no divine like i i just don't feel it and then have you seen that kind of transformation sure mm -hmm. uh, of course a um, lot of individuals not only empty i don't believe in god um you know i'm um my sexuality uh the world you know uh, discriminates against me and it's like doesn't matter I'm here to listen to your story and to, for you through your own expression, find meeting and the self-confidence and wisdom of your heart. It's not up to me to direct them to the divine. Mine is to listen and to love them well. Wow, that is so beautiful. So your sexual orientation or any of that, that has no bearing on, on any of this work. That, that, means, that means nothing. Nope. To that. No, it's not. no, no judgment or anything. Nope. I love, None. I love None that. Whatsoever. I want, <laughs> I want, I want to feel that wonderful connection. I mean, I, I think I do sometimes and then life kind of piles on you and, and it makes right. it very hard to hear, you know, makes it very difficult to hear. We're going to mm -hmm. take a, just a short break in a few seconds and kind of delve into this a little bit more. And okay. uh, it's a beautiful conversation. So if you'd like to join us, you know, we are live right now, but you can always podcast this show later. Our show um, is uh, available for a conversation with us is if you want to call 816-251-3555. I'm Diane Ray. Thanks for listening on unityonlineradio.org. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Be Present, the Diane Ray Show. 
Thanks for joining me after the break. I'm Diane Ray, and you just heard the number there, 816-251-3555, if you would like to get in touch with us. Or you could always podcast this show later on the unityonlineradio.org website or your favorite podcast outlets. We're on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, and others. So check me out there. I'm having a great conversation here with Sister Colleen Schwartz from the Bennett Hill Monastery, and we're talking about this really groundbreaking global online program that the that they offer um, through, uh, I mean, we were calling it spiritual direction, and then uh, Sister Colleen kind of corrected me uh, as more of a spiritual companion, but it just sounds like such a unique amazing program. I've never heard of, of anything like this, but you can become a spiritual companion to people in your own community, learn to be a more compassionate listener and establish a deeper knowledge of the divine for yourself, a deeper knowledge of yourself, and also help other people along on this amazing journey. And uh, one of my favorite uh, spiritual teachers and authors, Ram Das, says that we're all just walking each other home. And I, I love that <laughs> quote, quote from him, you know. Um, mm-hmm, and this mm-hmm. is one way that would really benefit all of us if we can, you know, spiritually walk each other home. Have you ever read any Ram Dass? Mm-hmm, I have. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh, this, I love that that quote from him. So we were just mm-hmm. talking about uh, the actual course and what happens, you know, when you take the course, some of the work that people do, you know, it's a two-year program. And on the website, you say that you take ancient wisdom and teach it through the modern technology of the internet. So really, this um, this is ancient wisdom, isn't it? I mean, this is uh, you know stuff that's been distilled like o- over the centuries, right? And then kind of presented to mm-hmm. a modern uh, audience. Correct. Yeah, Benedictines have been around one thousand over one thousand five hundred years. Uh, and so the tradition uh, kind of echoes us forward in in time and and with technology. It's it's an amazing process, uh, that contemplative life. And we learn we learn from others that wisdom, and we carry it forward, and we do it on our dailiness. It isn't something that oh, I have this now. It's something that you have to work with uh, each day. So by contemplative life, you mean time spent mm-hmm. in in solitude and in meditation? Uh, not, solitude's part of it, uh, but the majority of the pe- people have difficulty with solitude. Uh, they might appreciate silence or quietness or walking in nature. Uh, some do meditation, some do yoga. I mean, there's all forms of uh, contemplative practices. They're not just a couple. There's several. Uh, if right. in the Benedictine tradition, you'd hear about Lexio Divina and you would hear about uh, solitude, but not not for the majority of of uh, humans. It's just it's. It's not in who they are, if that makes sense. Oh, no, that makes total sense. I mean, I think we're all herd animals for the most part, Mm -hmm. you know, humans. You know, we like Mm -hmm. to be a part of a group and we like community, although we still Mm -hmm. value, um, I think maybe in solitude, 
uh, not so much alone, you know, or loneliness, Mm -hmm. but just by yourself at times to go within and, Mm -hmm. you know, engage in in meditation. And as you were saying, there's a lot of ways to do this. I mean, you can have, Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes I get meditative folding laundry out of the dryer, you know. Correct. That could, be, mm-hmm. that could be a mm-hmm. contemplative practice. Or sure. I love to walk, like a, a, medit- a meditative walk. I do that a lot mm-hmm. as well. So it doesn't have to necessarily be um, on a cushion or, you know, no. sitting cr- cross-legged on a mountaintop or that kind of thing. No, not at all. Not at all. You have, you know, you have to look within and just see what's comfortable for you. And that's the starting point because it's all about, Diane, being present staying in this moment and time that's the connection where we have our difficulties is when we're with somebody we have our agenda in the head well if she would just stop talking now i could tell her about this this and this and it breaks the connection because we're not in that present moment with her right that's so true i mean that's part of the reason why i i called this show be present because it's kind of a reminder Mm -hmm. to myself and my husband Mm -hmm. makes fun of me he says i have the where are you going to park syndrome because whenever we go (laughs) somewhere i'm always worried about where are we going to park where are we going to park and he goes why are you worried about that we haven't gotten there yet (laughs) so it's i'm I'm worried it's an issue in southern california where are you going to park but i kind of take it as the bigger uh the bigger question like why like you were saying when you're engaging with someone you know like we're talking now i want to be in the in the moment of what we're discussing, rather than worrying about, you know, what I'm going to do later, or, or where okay. I'm going to park later. So yeah, it is, I think it's just a a practice, right? When we have to Correct. pull ourselves back, you know, kind of constantly, you know, nudge ourselves. And I guess that's where the benefit of working with the facilitator comes in as we're going through this work, someone that can maybe hold us accountable or pull us back mm-hmm. when we're worried about parking. Correct. Correct. Because it, it's really in your unconscious. And so we're the eyes and the ears and the hearts. And so we observe this. And then we help you uh, in pointing it out, but then giving you tips on how to stay in that present moment. So what and do you think separates us, you know, in the in the first place? Like, I mean, life and everything. But so when we're born in into this life, you know, we're... Mm-hmm we're pieces of, of, of the divine, right? We, do you think we have God within all of us, you know, at that moment, as we're, we're perfect, beautiful little babies, you know, then we go, we go through life and and things kind of separate us. Is that just what pulls us away? Just, you know, whatever we're experiencing going through life? Because that's our original state, right? Because it's the first half of life. We're worried more about succeeding and climbing the ladder uh, and then eventually we realize, you know, that's um, doesn't make me feel very well. Um, there has to be more in life than this. So we ask those deeper questions of self. And when that happens, then you have the, the passion or the desire to reach out because uh, you're seeking something more. Right. And, and it's make, exhausting yeah, to, and, to be in that competitive nature all the time. Correct. Yes. Yes, it is. It is. But it's, it's uh, so inbred in our culture. Um, and even in our churches, if we're honest, 
you know, uh, in that there's always that competitive edge. There's always no. that element about money. There's, you know, so we can't escape it. And so when we're on this particular journey, we put that in perspective. It's important, but putting it in perspective of who you authentically are, it takes on a different way of living for you. And it really does, I use that word grounded, but you, no one can push you over. You know who you are and I know I am loved. And when you truly know that in your heart, Diane, nothing can bother you. That sounds great. <laughs> I want to know that feeling. I mean, that just sounds beautiful. But you're right that we're we're taught that, right? And I think it's interesting. You said even so, even in the in the monastic life, the monastery, there's still that competitive, uh, driven oh, nature sure. in a, in a sure. lot of people. Yeah, we're human beings. That's, that's, you that's betcha. interesting. <laughs> yeah, you know, so we have it's to something survive just like everybody else. You know, uh, we get money from no one, so we have jobs and in to support one another. Uh, so yeah, it it happens. It happens. You know, you <laughs> we all have to learn to dance with our egos, and <laughs> some some days it, there's collisions as. <laughs> I think right. everybody understands that. Yeah. Oh, I'll bet for sure. <laughs> so I'm curious uh, to hear what what one of the assignments would be. So if I was in the taking the course, uh, mm -hmm. could you describe, you know, maybe one uh, particular thing that I would be asked to do, for example? Uh, sure. I'm going to give you the example uh, where we talk about the marginalized. And one of the questions that we ask you is define marginalization for yourself and how are you marginalized to mm. take it to that inner self and to claim what that is and to look at it from a different perspective. And once that is done, then the there's always a community piece in their um, uh, educational module. They're instructed to go out to within their community and seek out um, someone who is marginalized and to dialogue with them, just to sit and have a holy conversation. Or if it's uh, another faith tradition that you know little about, reach out, dialogue, listen to that story, and be That's reverent. That's so interesting. So, so for example, you may have someone um, go to a synagogue or go to a mosque mm -hmm. and just talk to someone. Correct. And, mm -hmm. and just ask questions. Mm -hmm. Or maybe, mm -hmm. you know, right, and make a connection. Or maybe one of the, you know, people that, you know, we see on the street, I mean, here, you know, in San Diego, Charlotte's as in many major cities, you know, there's a big homelessness problem. And, Correct. you know, on the one hand, you know, you want to help people. And then, you know, what, what do you do? Um, you know, and then you have a lot of preconceived ideas. Of, of why that person is where they are, you know? Mm -hmm. 
So mm -hmm. that that's really that's really interesting. And from those experiences, people uh, write it out. Um, Correct. You know, mm -hmm. and then they share and, it with uh, the other students. And it's and it's of, it's uh, yeah. No, I was going to say, and some of those stories must be pretty incredible. They are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're profoundly beautiful. Uh, and for them to, I think the key thing is when they look inside of their own heart and realize in some aspect of their life, they're marginalized too. It creates the common denominator for them to reach out and not be fearful. Wow, I'd have to really think about that. Because I, I was thinking of myself I mean, in comparison to a lot of people, I would, mm -hmm. you know, people would look and say, well, you, you know, you have a pretty good and you're in a, a decent place. You're not sleeping out in the cold. Like, where am I really marginalized? So I guess I'd have to really think about how, right. how I would approach that question. That, that's mm -hmm. really interesting. So people have come back from maybe going to a mosque or a synagogue with kind of a bigger, um, you know, worldview of... You know, mm -hmm. other what other people other people believe, and you know what their what their lifestyles are, something like that. Mm -hmm. Well, it's it's approaching them from not the point of religion, but the point of spirituality, where you can speak of the truth that you live in your own experience. That's what connects us. Mm. So it, it just makes it easier for us to understand their experience. Correct. Mm -hmm. You know, and just and have more compassion. I mean, I think that's just right. mm -hmm. something that's really lacking and missing is just trying to have compassion for, you know, someone else's someone else's life, what they're going through, what their story is. We just don't know. You know, we, mm -hmm. we make these assumptions, but you, you just never know until you walk mm -hmm. in someone's shoes. So I can see where this course could really just be you know, and incredibly life-changing. And you have to go on the website, go to benandhillmonastery.org and read some of the testimonials from people. So the new course is starting January, 2020, uh, the first, you know, eight months uh, running through the summer through August, 2020. And so people can apply now, right? For the course. That is correct. Mm -hmm. And then you just go on the site. Can you pay in installments or... Uh, the, uh, since we're such a, uh, a small uh, monastery, we ask for uh, payment uh, of the start of the program. Uh, we just, um, from a financial reason, we just have to do that. So, oh, um, sure. No, I understand. I mean, so people can yeah. get the application and they can find out all about that by going to the website. Right. And you have time now. Um, because it doesn't mm -hmm. start until January. So January, the other interesting correct. thing uh, I found out about you over at Bennett Hill, that the sisters of Bennett Hill, you're involved in a, a lot of uh, different things. I mean, you're, you do a mm -hmm. lot of, of social justice work. And I just wanted to ask you briefly about um, what you're involved in, in the prevention of human trafficking. I thought that was really interesting. You have a series that educates people on this mm -hmm. issue. And I was mm -hmm. just going to ask you a little bit about that. I mean, was that something that you felt strongly in that you really wanted to get involved in? How did you become involved in that particular issue? If I remember correctly, it, it started about four years ago uh, where we just started as sisters collectively hearing more about it. And there were other monasteries that were beginning to 
listen uh, and put on educational programs. And we thought, hmm, since, you know, Denver and Colorado Springs are human trafficking sites because the interstate, um, we decided, okay, we need to educate ourselves, then we need to educate the public. And so that's what we have been doing. And uh, starting in January, we have an eight-week series where we talk, uh, we have guests uh, that come in and talk about human trafficking. And then we also have a survivor um, talk also about her rehab rehabilitation and getting back into the mainstream of life. And we're also um, in the stages of developing a Bakita house, which is named after a saint, um, who uh, for, uh, it's a house for women that want to step out of the human trafficking arena. Uh, so that's early in the early, early stages, but it sounds pretty exciting. And it's a whole nother element of deep connection. And uh, the more you learn about it, the more your eyes are opened and you see it around you. Um, and you, it's, it's just a deep, deep, profound sadness, Diane, to uh, witness what's going on. In, well, it's, in our it's horrifying. It's not just in yeah. the United States. So. I mean, and, and in this day and age that, you know, what amounts to, you know, human slavery. Correct. That's something that we're experiencing, you know, in, in my lifetime. You know, I mean, look, we're looking into 2020 and that this mm -hmm. is, is such a huge issue. And I think it's great that you're getting involved out there and you know, educating people on what's going on, because you would think that, oh, well, we're tucked away in Colorado Springs, like this is going on around us. But it really is mm -hmm. going on around all of us, isn't it? And we just don't know. Correct. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And the more education you get, uh, you can, um, you can spot uh, individuals that are in that human trafficking um, life. And there are resources and ways that you can uh, connect and, you know, give them information if they so desire to want help. So it's it's an all-encompassing uh, program that has a lot to do with a compassionate heart and the ability um, to want to educate others so that we can we can't do this alone this is not going to be resolved by a couple isolated monasteries doing something this is going to take a collective global effort and change of hearts in order to eliminate this uh problem well yeah people have to pull their heads out of the sand and open their right. eyes and mm -hmm. and have compassion for others and really see what's going on with this because it's just it's such a horrible practice that that I still can't mm -hmm. believe is is happening. Like I said, in, in this in this day and age. So if people mm -hmm. are interested in that, they can check that out on the website too. And I can tell just right. by talking to you, I just get such a great feeling from you about you know how committed you are to doing this work. And I'm just curious, how long have you been a sister there at Bennett Hill? 
I, uh, I quote, I'm laughing because I would be quote called a matured uh, woman who entered, which means I entered in my fifties. Uh, uh, I was fifty exactly to when I entered um, Bennett Hill Monastery, and so I've, I've been here close to almost twenty years. My affiliation wow, with the, the community. But so I read that I had another some... life in another city before uh, the religious call. Um, happened. Yeah. You were you worked in the in the healthcare industry for a, quite a long time. I was uh, reading in your bio, but I read that that mm -hmm. happens a lot uh to women that mm -hmm. I, I know. I hate it's like I don't want to <laughs> say late in life. I'm 52. I don't want to say late in life. Yeah. But you know, as as you're a little older, you know, more mature. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a little better. Yeah. That yeah. you know, people will take stock and like, "Hey, what's going on with with my life right now, you know, I'm really called right. to do this. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I, and I think that's a beautiful thing when when you answer that, you know, and make that totally different pivot, you know, and shift in the life that you were leading, like you said, you had a whole other life. Um, right. You know, I, I think you were a nurse for a long time, right, you know, working in healthcare. Right. And, mm -hmm. and now you're now you're doing this, which, mm -hmm. which is so amazing. And are, are you really happy? Um, yeah, oh, excuse me. And I was gonna say you're really happy doing that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and it also, my life experience in that change when I became, quote, spiritually awakened, which really occurred in the 40s, took me forever to act upon it, really helps me to relate to the students and their journey and the, how right. difficult it is and how all of these worldly things have are bet, embedded in your uh, subconscious. <laughs> and so I get it. I get the journey. Um, and that's so it's a real process, right? From so it, it probably took a decade from when you maybe heard like a little whisper. Right. Was that kind of how it started? And then it took that long to really answer that call. Correct. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I had wow, to be 10, ten years. Uh, I had to be brave and courageous and, and act on it. Uh, and I too was very competitive, and so when I de when I decided I was going to step out, I thought, okay, I'm going to give it 120 percent, and if it doesn't work, then at least I can say I I did my best. Now, isn't that a worldly concept? Entering <laughs> religious it is. life, <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> just had to laugh. I thought, oh, Colleen, <laughs> but that's the start of the journey. So. You know. That's so interesting. I'm, I love people. I love hearing about, you know, your story and people's stories and, you know, how they they get to be where they are. You know, it, it's mm -hmm. always interesting. But I mean, if someone so there, there's no married women that are in the in the monastery. No, mm -mm, mm -mm. Uh, okay. we have a couple sisters that were married uh, and have children, uh, but um, their uh, husbands uh, were either deceased or was a divorce young in in, in their uh, marriage. Uh, so that's been kind of neat to have. Uh, I think it's wonderful because they, they bring for us a nurturing that us that have not have children just don't understand. So right. I think it's that's a blessing. True. Mm -hmm. It is. I mean, it, well, I, I think people that I, I don't have children myself. So I, I always am in awe of people that 
that do. I, I always say, well, it was, they were called to that service. <laughs> they were yeah. called to that office <laughs> because it, I think it takes, you know, just so much patience and, and love, you know, to, to be a mom. That's so interesting. So who, what is the age of the youngest person in the monastery? Uh, would be 50, I want to say 57. Okay. So there's no like real 20 somethings nope. or, because I nope. was reading that there's actually a lot of younger people or, or millennials that are looking, you know, at, at this lifestyle. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Th- there's some interest in that. I went to this uh, big event last year called the Parliament of the World Religions, and I talked to mm-hmm. a lot of people there. And there was a group of women called the Roman Roman Catholic Women Priests. So I had to talk to them. I said, how is this possible? <laughs> How can you be uh-huh, right. Roman Catholic uh-huh. women priests? You know, it just doesn't uh-huh. make sense. Um, but they were telling me about their calling and, and the work that they were doing and that there was actually a lot of younger um, women that were asking about that. I mean, have you found that as well at, at Ben and Hill? Or are there any inquiries of kind of millennial age or, or younger people that are wondering what's what's going on there? I think our... Um, uh contact with the millennials is that uh, they're looking for a way to slow down and to be reflective and to respond in life instead of reacting. And so it's around conversations um, and them telling their story um, and just gaining wisdom uh, from our lived experience. Uh, you don't have to be a, a sister to have value uh, in the real world uh, doing some of these spiritual disciplines. Right. Well, it's been so beautiful to talk with you today, Colleen. I love the work well, that you're doing. You. And I think this course is just transformational and is going to help a lot of people. So if you're interested, uh, as we're wrapping up here, uh, check out what Sister Colleen Schwartz has got going on here with the global program, the global online program at Bennett Hill Monastery. And again, that website is Bennett Hill Monastery. That's Bennett with one N dot org. And Sister Colleen, thank you so much for joining me today. You're welcome. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Michelle Phillips, a celebrity makeup artist, beauty expert, self-confidence coach, and Hay House author. My podcast, Beauty and Beyond, is the place for women navigating the challenges of the aging process. Listen in for my professional advice, as well as my expert guests, as we share valuable tips, practical tools, and empowering resources to help you not only look amazing, but also live an amazing life. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network and available wherever you get your podcasts.